Okay, so here it is. It's the end of February 2024, and you have a lot of people in sales, whether it be in a leadership position or sales reps who aren't quite where they want to be for the year. In this week's episode of the Sales Playbook Podcast, we're going to talk about how you can get your year back on track without having to spend an inordinate amount of time. My name is Paul Castain from Castain Training Systems, and I'm the author of the YourSalesPlaybook.com blog and your host for the Sales Playbook Podcast. I've personally trained over 70,000 sales reps, sales leaders, and business owners to sell more. So get your playbooks ready, because school is now in session. This week's episode of the Sales Playbook Podcast is brought to you by our 2024 sales program. Going to be talking all about it at the end of the podcast. You can certainly go have a look-see right now if you'd like by visiting YourSalesPlaybook.com slash Sales 2024. So again, here it is. It's the end of February. And if we're being completely honest, there are a lot of people, I don't care if you're a sales rep, a sales leader, a business owner, who aren't where they want to be for the year. Maybe they've missed the mark. Maybe you're doing well, but you feel like you could be doing a heck of a lot better. So the burning question is, how do we get things back on track without, you know, like radical action. And by the way, there's nothing wrong with radical massive action. The only thing that can be something that you have to be aware of when it comes to embracing elaborate plans and massive action is that sometimes, not all the time, sometimes it could be rather intimidating and we avoid things that are time and labor intensive. So I want to come right out of the gate by acknowledging there are certainly other ways to get your year back on track and certainly more things of a more radical nature. This today, we're going to be focusing more on micro actions. And the reason why is that, again, I think that we tend to avoid things that could be, you know, real time intensive and things that are complex and confusing and just a lot of moving pieces. Today, I just want to celebrate the simplicity of micro-actions. And what micro-actions are, are just tiny little things that you can do regularly and consistently that tend to add up. And I want to show you today how they can add up. So let me just give you a few examples that I have for you today, all right? So... And, and these can go under the heading of, and I want you to write this down if you aren't driving, if you're not driving in your car, two phrases, do one thing, do one more thing. So the two phrases are, do one thing, do one more thing. So what if each and every day you were to simply take one tiny action toward your goals. Now, before we continue, I just want to point something out that's rather sad, and it's something that 
you uh, you need to know. So, right about now, in fact, they say, there's all different studies on this, by the way. There's one in particular from YouGov, and you know, there's so many other ones that you could easily Google them. But most goals are abandoned. By most of them, it's by the second month of the new year, right? And I've heard things as early as the third week in January, whatever. But here we are. It's the second month, and it's pretty much the second month. And it's about 80% of, you know, people out there just abandon their goals for a variety of reasons. And I've been in that 80%, uh, I can tell you, to the point that it was really depressing. There was a point where I just kind of didn't bother setting goals. This was a while ago, and I was going through a very bad period of time, and I felt really like a loser. I had lost uh, everything I had had. I had had a business that had failed almost 30 years ago. By the way, I don't want you to think it's uh, it's recent. And this guy's trying to sell us on selling goals, and the guy tapped out. Now, this is a while ago. It's kind of the old Uncle Paul, if you will. And uh, I remember I was the epitome of optimism for years. And then you get knocked on your ass, and then all of a sudden you feel, you know, life sucks, and all this good stuff I had read is bullshit, and, um, you know, kind of went more toward being a pessimist. And I remember my wife asking me, what, you know, no, no goals this year? And I'm like, why fucking bother? Right? I'm not hitting them anyway, and I give up, and all that. So, uh, I was definitely in there. So, let's get back to these little micro-actions. Now that I gave you a little bit of a sermon. If you were to do, if you were to take one action each day, every single day, toward one of your goals, or toward your goals in general... Do you realize that would be 365 actions by the end of a year? Let's keep going. If you were to simply get up one hour earlier each and every day, that would be the equivalent, or or it would add up, not even the equivalent. You ready? 46 days. So before I continue on, because I have more, lot of, lots of examples here for you, what's very interesting about micro-actions is that they really don't seem like much at the time, but they really add up at the end of the year. So in this case, only getting up an hour a day earlier, 46 days a year, that adds up too. Very quickly, I want to reference something, and I might have in another podcast The very first book that I ever read on sales, it's called How I Raised Myself from Failure to Success in Selling by a gentleman by the name of Frank Betcher. Um, And he spells his name kind of differently, by the way. Um, He spells it B-E-T-T-G-E-R. The very first book I ever read on sales given to me by my very first sales mentor and my very first boss, my dad. 
And um, as a side note, um, I've passed the torch recently. My son, Nick, is in sales. And just like his bald, fat, old dad, me, he, um, he heads up training and development, actually, for a software company. And recently, I patched, kind of passed the torch to him, and I gave him that book. And it was just nice to see it kind of uh, go on through the generations, because that particular book um, was given to me by, by my dad, and it was the very first book he ever read in, in sales. And uh, the book is still in print today, by the way, and very popular in the insurance circles. A lot of relevant tips in there, and I'm going to share one that has to do with these micro-actions in a second, Um, but the book that I passed along to my son is actually an original print from 1948, so I want to get back to this. In the book, this this gentleman who wrote the book, and in many ways it's kind of autobiographical. And he was talking about how he talked to someone who was very, very successful in the early days of his selling career, and he wasn't quite getting the results than he, that he had wanted. And this person had said to him, you know, just out of curiosity, what time are you getting up in the morning? And it was like, I think he was getting up like, I don't know, like 8 o'clock or 7.30 or whatever it is. And this person said, hey, you got to join the 6 o'clock club. Start getting up earlier and you'll find that you can get so much more done when there aren't phones ringing and people coming in and interrupting you and um, in many cases before your family's even awake, right? So, you know, find your own version of that. And maybe for you, it's the five o'clock club or getting up an hour earlier. If you were to get up again, one hour a day earlier, that adds up to 46 days extra that you could, that you've put onto something useful to get you back on track and certainly toward living the life that you deserve uh, to live. If you were to take just 15 minutes a day and you would just take that time and put it towards something that's going to help you with your sales results whether it be learning or taking you know I and by the way just very quickly if you notice I hesitated there learning is very important but it could be very confusing like for example you could say well great well I'm listening to Paul's podcast right now yeah that doesn't count for dick and I'm, I'm dead serious, Part, pardon my language, but not really, because that's kind of how I talk on the podcast. It, it can be very confusing because learning isn't taking action. I mean, you're, you're, taking, you're, you're taking the action of learning, but it really just stays in your brain until you do something with it and take action. So if you're going to be taking 15 minutes toward learning, you have to have uh, some kind of a, an action item attached to it, okay? But again, if you were to take 15 minutes a day and put it toward something that is going to get you back on track, at the end of the year, you will have accumulated 11 days worth of action. Here's one for you, and this one's huge, and I've put this in a lot of my webinars, a lot of my one-on-one coaching. If, if you look at your day-to-day and you look at it from a perspective of, you know, where can I maximize my time? 
And there are two things that rob us of our day. There's more than this, but two things I want you to be aware of. Number one is flat out fucking time wasters. Like, I mean, like stupid shit, like staring at the microwave while your food is going as if, I don't know, like if it's some kind of telepathy that gets that shit done quicker or whatever, or, you know, like other things that are just wasting time uh, during game time. The other thing if you can learn to manage would be your interruptions throughout the day and one of my pet statistics or studies or whatever that i love to reference is a study that was done by basics the average person loses 2.1 hours a day to interruptions so my challenge to you is if what if you were to able if you were able to find or liberate 30 minutes of your day each and every day, whether it be removal of time wasters. I mean, maybe you're staring at the fucking microwave for 30 minutes a day. I don't know. You're welcome, right? (laughs) Um, So, you know, removal of time wasters and or eliminating some of the interruptions and not allowing yourself to be to you know to be interrupted during quote unquote game time during your money hours if you were to liberate 30 minutes a day and uh, you would do this 5 days a week 5 business days a week times what 52 weeks you're going to have an extra 16 days of productivity. Really adds up, right? Half an hour doesn't seem like much, by the way, and it isn't. If you were to do the 10 before 10 mindset each and every day where you're making 10 outbound calls before 10 a.m. And by the way, you could change that around any way you want. You could do 10 before 9, 10 before 8.30 or whatever. But if you were to do the 10 calls before 10 a.m. each and every day, that's going to be 50 extra calls a week times 52. You ready? 2,600 extra calls a year. Now, I've said this before, and earmuffs, children, if bad language um, (laughs) offends you. If you are making an extra 2,600 calls a year, you would literally have to call 2,600 people and tell them to go fuck themselves for something not to come out of that. 2,600 calls just by the numbers. Something is going to come of that. And if not, then like, hey, hurry up and get into one of my classes. And B, maybe get the fuck out of sales because 2,600 calls, something is going to come of that. And I don't just think something, I think some things are going to come out of that. If you were to speak, here's one, this is again, one of my things that I'm always talking about. If you were to just take your LinkedIn network, that by the way, most people do nothing with, they connect quote unquote and then do nothing or you know worse what yet right they connect and pitch slap somebody with the sales pitch but most people do nothing they do nothing it's they just collect instead of connect but what if each and every week you were to again micro actions you were to just speak with just one 
person a week, one person from your LinkedIn network. That right there would be what? 50, 52 more people that you would have a stronger bond with that could give you warm intros into companies that could ideally they could refer you or do business with you all of the above 52 more people that you would know better than you do right now and then last but not least two other things I just want to beat up the point on if you were to just simply do one more call each day you know when you're at that point where it's like ah, oh, man I'm going to tap out for the day one more call or maybe even you're busy and you're running 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 you say no fuck this man I'm doing my one call again I'm not saying this is your formula for success I'm saying these little micro actions on top of other things that you're doing can add up but anyway one more call a day is 250 more a year. And I'm going to tell you something. I know I kind of said this already and, and, and rather bluntly, but just like before, if you were to get 2,600 more calls, 250 more calls, again, I, I think even at 250, you would pretty much have to tell them to go fuck themselves for something not to come of that. How about one more email a day? 250 more a year. So again, these things all add up. The last thing that I just want to add to this mix, and I think we're going to talk more about this next time because I'm introducing it at the end, and there there are some things to this that you need to know. But for now, one of the best things you could ever do Keep yourself on track. Keep yourself committed to those goals. And and specifically, the action that you have to take is to just hook up with an accountability partner. And it could be a mutual accountability. It could be someone that's on your team, preferably on the peer-to-peer level, by the way. There's, you know, two mistakes that I see with accountability partners. Some people say, yeah, I hold myself accountable. Yeah, you should, but for the most part, that's a, that's a bullshit statement because you're really not going to hold yourself accountable um, cons- as consistently as if you had an outside person that you're answering to because ultimately, we give ourselves a break at some point. And if you think I'm kidding, well, how about the fact, again, not trying to pissing your wounds here folks but how about the fact that 80 percent already have abandoned their goals i mean you're holding yourself accountable there wasn't somebody there saying hey you know like almost like rocky right one more round one more rep you know one more phone call so the idea of having an accountability partner so the first mistake is a lot of people say i hold myself accountable but the other mistake is well my boss holds me accountable your boss holds you accountable for different things first of all they very rarely hold you accountable for the personal goals that you have i mean they're concerned about the business and most of the time they're holding you more accountable for the end result 
that you have and not necessarily these little micro actions reason why is that they have other people they're managing they don't have the time to manage everybody's little micro actions in fact i think a lot of people call that micromanaging right so that accountability partner can certainly move things along so there you have it folks there are lots of ways to get your year back on track. I don't want you to think, well, this is it. This is the only way. No, this is one of many ways. But the beauty of taking micro actions is that they're so easy and they're not massively time consuming, but they're so easy that you, you're going to say, yeah, fuck it. I'll do it. Right. I mean, yeah, one more call. I mean, what the fuck? One call, one email. You know, 10 minutes here, 10 minutes there, getting up an hour earlier, working an hour later or whatever. But when you look at how these things add up, it can result uh, in massive action. Before you guys go, if you haven't checked out our 2024 sales program, I'd love for you to do so very, very quickly. I just want to tell you what I've done with this. And I'm just so proud of this. A lot of the time, a lot of the time, there there are different roads that you can go in terms of your improvement, right? You can hire a sales coach. You can go through sales training. And of course, there's some other things that you can do in there, but those are the two major things. Hire a sales coach, go through sales training. Each one of these have their pluses and minuses, right? Their positive side and the negative side of it. So I said, you know, what if... I were to combine the idea of sales training, but in a way that I was doing it on a one on one to one basis, and I added into it that accountability component, and uh, I came up with our 2024 sales training program that way. So what we do is we start with a conversation, you and I. Imagine that a conversation, and. We do, and it's my own trademark process, and it's called the sales x-ray. So imagine going to the doctor and getting an x-ray, and you're looking at, you know, where and, and you know, what has to be operated on, and, and just doing a thorough exam. So we start there, and from there, we come up with a sales training program that's customized for you. You're not going to be in a classroom with 30 other people or online. My typical webinars, I have 300 people in there. And, you know, the problem with a lot of sales training is that you can hide in the back of the classroom, so to speak. Here, it's just going to be me and you, so there's no hiding. The problem sometimes with sales training is that and especially when you do one of the online things is that not everything is going to resonate with you every you know you you have a lot of different industries a lot of different people so there's going to be some things that aren't specific to you but this one-on-one sales program that i have is going to be specific to you because we're going to go back to that sales x-ray we're going to know what's challenging you. We're going to know what your obstacles are and what we have to do for you. We're going to know the nuances of your particular industry and customers and just the things that you're up against. And we're going to customize it just for you. Last but not least, the thing I have to say that I'm probably most proud of 
is that there, I call it help desk functionality. And that's one of the things I offer in this program. So imagine we have our session. And between sessions, you have questions. Send me an email. I'll answer your questions. Yeah, but there's really nothing super special about that. You might even say, hey, Paul, but everybody kind of offers that. Let's take it a step further. What if now you have an email that you're crafting and you'd love to get another set of eyes on it? Send it to me, you'll get feedback. What if you have to respond to something and you need a little bit of support? Reach out to me through an email, you have that support. So we'll offer you that help desk functionality between sessions. And then last but not least, you're going to have accountability. And every session that I will have with you will start with us saying, having a conversation, where I ask you, hey, listen, last time we got together, you had said you were going to do the following things. Let's talk about that. And then we also have accountability in the form of not waiting until the next session. What I usually do is I I space the sessions out every two weeks. That gives you plenty of time to work on the material, absorb and fully, you know, digest and own that content that we covered in our one-on-one session. But what what we're going to do one week after our session is just simply have you shoot me an email with an update. That e- that update could be as brief or as lengthy as you want. And I just simply want an update on how things are going with the content that we covered, as well as the action items you committed to. So this way, you know, you're not doing what I did when I went to college and I was in that learning environment and waiting to the night before. I want you to kind of get right out there and do these things. So anyway, if you'd like to learn more, especially if your year really isn't going the way you want and you want to get better results, please visit YourSalesPlaybook.com slash sales2024. YourSalesPlaybook.com slash sales2024 All one word, all lowercase. With that, I'm Paul Castain from YourSalesPlaybook.com. I am wishing you an incredible week ahead. Go get them. The Sales Playbook Podcast is a Castain Training Systems production. Be sure to subscribe to our free sales tips by visiting YourSalesPlaybook.com slash subscribe.